welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, uh, a show that I don't normally introduce. I am Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. Uh, this week we are doing something a little different, and we are introducing a new segment called uh, both Dear Ayumi and Magical Girl Sommelier, depending on who you ask. In order to do that, we do need a guest host, so please introduce yourself as you'd like to be introduced. Hello, my name's Ayumi. My pronouns are also she and they, and I'm going to be your Magical Girl Sommelier today. Excellent. Uh, thank you for coming on to the program. Of course. Uh, Charlie's not here. We forced Charlie to be away, because Charlie will be away when this comes out. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so we've had people send in some emails with some information about, you know, magical girl shows that they've seen already and stuff that they are interested in about those shows, uh, so that you can suggest other shows for them to watch. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I will pick the first email here. Uh, how about this one here from other guest, of, other normal host of the show, Charlie? whose pronouns are Caesar and he, him, uh, and is one of the two emails where they give their name and not like a funny little sign-off. <laughs> uh, Charlie writes that he has already watched... Uh, sorry, let me just read it this way. I've seen Cardcaptor Sakura, Sailor Moon, Shugo Chara, several seasons of Pretty Cure, Tokyo Mew Mew, Senkei Zesho Symphogear, just the first season, Yuki Yuna is a Hero, Magical Girl Raising Project, Magical Girl Spec Ops Asuka, Madoka, Kaito Tenshi Twin Angel, Magical Angel Creamy Mommy, Vivid Red Operation, Wish Upon the Pleiades, Wixos, only the first season, Cute High Earth Defense Club, and Mermaid Melody. Hmm. Uh, what I like about Magical Girls, there's a lot to like about them. I really love the heart of the shows to never give up and to keep fighting. To believe in yourself and your friends, love the power of friendship themes. I'm a big fan of the transformations and the outfits, too. I love the stories and how colorful they can be. They give me a warm feeling, and they are a fun adventure to go on with the characters. I am fine with both magical girl shows for children and for an older audience, but maybe for children more so right now. Hmm. Okay, yes. Well, uh, unsurprisingly, C has watched a lot of shows, for uh, mostly for children, but there's a good balance of, of both the ones for kids and the ones for grown-ups in there. Um, so I would say things that have not been mentioned. So um, I know that you are both watching Precure for this podcast, of course. So I'm not going to necessarily recommend any specific Precure uh, seasons to Charlie, specifically just because of the nature of this show, but um, <laughs> also because he hasn't mentioned which Precure seasons um so you already watched. So uh, in that case, I would recommend, um, and this is also just recently finished fan subbed, uh, being fan subbed, even though it's an older series, is um, Cosmic Baton Girl Princess Comet. So this is from the early 2000s also, but um, for some reason, it just kind of didn't make it uh, in the same way. Like it, it just, you know, li literally like a few months ago, just finished getting fans up. So, um, you know, this one, it's not a fighting magical girl. Um, it is um, the third iteration of a uh, of a different a series. We actually did an episode about this uh, on Sparkle Side Chats. But um, 
this one is really good because uh, it is just about like a girl who is uh, from uh, from space and she is exploring Earth. And she also, also happens to have magic powers. And it also has a really interesting bait and switch because the, the premise at the beginning is that, um, at least for this season, not speaking about previous iterations of the series, um, is it's about, let's see. So it's about a girl from space who's like, she's like, you know, a magical alien princess who comes to Earth to look for a missing prince who's also from, uh, a neighboring planet. And, um, you think that this is some some sort of like romantic quest, but as soon as she gets to Earth, she immediately fucks off and doesn't start searching for middle. Um, <laughs> she just instead is like exploring what is great about Earth and so on. And it's it's very interesting in like a kind of reflection of uh what culture is like. I guess it's it's really Japanese culture, but it is supposed to be under the framework of like human culture in general. So it's a really, really cute series. Um, and I also think that, you know, since Charlie didn't mention a lot of uh, older shows, I do think watching some of the older Magical Girls series could be really fun. Um, in particular, I think probably, well, I'm not sure how accessible they are, but, um, you know, the, there's a lot of fun to be had with Sally the Witch and the original Himitsu no Akko-chan. I think that the most accessible Akko-chan is the 80s version, which I haven't watched yet, but I hear is really good and is better than the original. So, yeah, those are my major recommendations. Um, hmm. Yes. <laughs> we didn't discuss how many things I should be recommending beforehand, um, but based on those uh previously Follow mentioned things on that one yeah. I think. <laughs> mm, yeah and i do think i guess oh i do want to mention webcomics as well so uh just to also give one webcomic uh suggestion i do think that charlie would really enjoy magical boy troubles um because i know while she didn't mention it before um that charlie has watched uh hard catch precure and that is a major influence on that particular uh, comic and it is a very it's it's mm, i mean it's about like <laughs> it's about a boy and his magical boyfriend so it's very it's very cute yeah it does sound very cute yeah <laughs> it's a lot of fun and just also very gorgeously drawn so that's always nice okay all right next email uh, hi there, Ayumi, long-time caller, first-time listener. I'm looking for a magical girl show for absolute beginners. I love Halo and Clue the movie. I have seen exactly one episode of Pretty Cure, but I am extremely familiar with the genre from my viewing of the Kiss music video for Samurai Sun. Please give me whatever you have. Thank you, and I'm sorry. That is from <laughs> Out of Luck in Ontario. Any pronouns apply. No one will get the job. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Well, hello. Um, hello, Ontario person. So I think for absolute beginners, that's really, that's an interesting challenge because it's going to depend a lot on what you are looking for. So, you know, these days, most people assume that if they're going into Magical Girl series, it is going to be a fighting series. And usually for that reason, I would recommend Precure. And then as far as which one, 
you know, follow your heart. Um, I often recommend if you don't know what Precure Season 2, watch. So we will also be talking about that in more detail later. Um, you know, if just uh, like next really, week is yes. what I will say. Next week, yes. Next week we'll talk about um, how to choose a Precure specifically. But, um, you know, when you're trying to find a fighting series or really just any Magical Girl series, watching the opening is a really great way to uh to kind of figure out if you're gonna vibe with it um but you know outside of precure i would say that uh to get the right vibe of things um i would recommend a show like shugo kata which was already uh, named after earlier so that is a series that has both magical girls and magical boys um it also has a few of the problematic elements that are common in a lot of um 90s and 2000s magical girl series um but not to the extent that like hmm, how do i put this it's like it gets a little weird but um it's not too bad considering the genre um <laughs> and it's more like a it's more of a problem with like girl shows and comics in general in japan at this time but yeah so that one is a good one for beginners i think because it's generally going to be pretty comedic it's generally pretty wholesome but it does have its serious moments also um and yeah i think that um you know obviously if you've you've never seen sailor moon or card capture sakura those two are also like pretty major series but you don't have to have watched either of those series to enjoy other magical girls there are a lot of magical girl fans out there who have never watched sailor moon at this point and also i have never watched card capture sakura so like it is on my to-do list but i just uh i haven't gotten around to it so yeah uh could you touch a little bit more in depth on the uh potential problematic elements people might find in some of those early uh girl-based animes uh yeah that like people might you know because this is a person who is you know an absolute beginner they may not know what to expect and things to Mm. look out for or the people listening at home sure sure um yes so i think this is something that happens uh to be in a lot of kids media especially like uh i think it really hit the peak in the 90s and that's kind of why uh there was a major shift in um children's programming in Japan uh through due to like legislation in the n- late 90s um but i think in particular you, what you're likely going to find is um there's like it, and and just thinking in in particular with Shugo Kata so um there is a character who is an older teenager who is in pursuit of the main character who is 12 years old. So it does get a little weird. Um, it's, it's not, let's see, like, it's not a series where there's like, um, like kissing or anything like that, but there, uh, there is like idea, the idea of romantic prospects, right? There are love interests. Um, and, I think uh, another series like that is, uh, I think it's more, yeah, again, in the 90s. So Cardcaptor Sakura has a bit more of that with, um, it's not with the, her character, uh, with the character of Sakura, but in um, in that case, uh, it's more prevalent in the comic itself. But the um, there is a character who is in elementary school and is in love with her teacher. And it's kind of... It's like a little ambiguous as to the details of it, but it's basically presented as an actual viable option for her future to fall in love with her teacher. And then 
it was also that case for uh, Sakura's parents as well, where her mother was a high school student and fell in love with her teacher, who was her father. So that part is like really like, I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't know how prominent that particular plot point is in the animated series because I haven't watched it, but I know that that is a thing that exists. And it's not like it was erased. Um, and then similarly in Sailor Moon, she is 14 years old. And while in the comics, uh, Tuxedo Mask, you know, her love interest is in high school, he was aged up in the animated series for some reason. So there is that. But I believe he is, um, hold on, there is an ambulance. Uh, <laughs> ambulance heard about, uh, older adults in love with high teenagers and has uh, come to collect, I guess. But anyway, um, <laughs> please so, pick up this tuxedo mask. Yes. Yes. Um, so that, but anyway, that, so that, that kind of problem is present. It's also very, very present. Uh, um, it's definitely not for beginners, but revolutionary girl Utena is like the peak of exploring those tropes. Um, because it is a kind of commentary on girls' media and all of its problems. That one, like, if you're going to watch that show, uh, there are lists online of all the trigger warnings necessary. I could not possibly get to them all in this episode, but they're there. <laughs> so I hope that was a, a good enough explanation of, of the, the major problems. I think it was more than good. I okay. think you nailed it. All right, next email time. Hi, it's Tanner. They, them. I've seen Sailor Moon, Card Captors, Madoka, and a little bit of Precure. I like cool action scenes and cool transformation sequences. Sometimes I watch the Holy Quintet sequence from the Madoka movie just to spark joy. I'm good with all ages stuff, but probably lean older. Hmm, okay. So, uh, I think that, you know, uh, it, comparing things to Madoka, when you get to an older series, if you're looking to enjoy the transformation sequences, most older series have kind of pervy transformation sequences. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, Madoka is like the only exception. It's very special. But uh, in general, you're probably not going to enjoy them uh, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, as far as like really great shows for transformation sequences, I think Precure, especially uh, from Fresh Precure onward, is really like the kind of pinnacle of incredible transformation sequences. Just watching those can definitely bring serotonin. Um, and you can probably just watch a compilation of those uh, sequences somewhere and then choose a Precure season based on that. Um, some other interesting ones we haven't talked about yet, but the live action, um, live action Magical Girls also have some pretty good transformations and also uh, art. They tend to be a little bit different as far as, Action Precure is also pretty much high on the list. Um, but you know, if you're really looking for some interesting stuff, I think you know, you could get some good out of a raising project as far as the good action. And um, it does get really violent. Um, there is a character named Hard Gore Alice, if that gives you any idea of what raising project is like, but. Um, it is, uh, it is certainly an interesting take on the genre. And then that one also, um, it, there is one full season of the animated series, but then there are like a ton of light novels and comics after that you can enjoy to keep that going. Um, and then, um, 
Let's see. Action wise, I think also if you're really into, um, the idea of, you know, the, the kind of military magical girl, then Spec Ops Asuka could also be something like that. That is a very like literal military take on magical girls, which can be interesting, but it does get really heavy because like actual war crimes are really heavy. So keep that in mind. Um, it's that's another show that you probably would want to look for a trigger warning list for before watching. Um, and let's see. Uh, Symphogear is also pretty fun with the action, uh, but definitely has pretty pervy transformation sequences. So there's that. Yeah. Next email. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have here another one here. Uh, Dear Magical Girl Somalier. While I am familiar with the classic magical girl shows such as Sailor Moon, Pretty Cure, and of course Yu-Gi-Oh, which may not legally be a magical girl show but remains <laughs> so in my heart, I'd like to expand my magical girl palette. I enjoy solid world building, character-driven stories, and fairly dense themes. Ideally something with a little bite, but not necessarily to the level of, say, a Madoka Magica. Mm. In terms of bleakness. Uh, or in Madoka Magica in terms of bleakness. Do you have any recommendations for someone who believes in the power of love, friendship, and the heart of the cards? Sincerely, a third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck, he, him. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, um, well, thinking, uh, I'm trying to think about, and, you know, Yukio actually did come up in an episode of Sparkle Side Chats that's coming out uh, in a few weeks, but <laughs> I think, mm, yeah, it's it can get a little difficult. I think it's interesting that for some people, Madoka goes too far because it's kind of tame compared to uh, some of its other, you know, like uh, series. And for me, it does have a, a happy ending. And for me, that makes it pretty similar to uh, a lot of the kids shows. Hmm. That being said, I think that... Um, well, I haven't actually fully watched it myself yet. Uh, I do think that Minky Momo could be a good choice. And a, a lot of the 80s magical girls do have their darker moments, but are overall pretty positive. Um, hmm. And then let's see. Yeah. Uh, again, Utena could be a good choice, but if Madoka is heavy for you, then Utena might be too heavy also. Um, again, please. Google trigger warning lists before watching that series because <laughs> it, it can be pretty intense. Um, but otherwise, a lot of the kids shows from the 2000s are pretty solid. So, uh, you know, Tokyo Mew Mew, or if you want to wait for the new Tokyo Mew Mew series to come out in July, that is going to start soon. Um, Tokyo Mew Mew is pretty solid. Um, Mermaid Melody is good for the themes but not for the plot uh if that makes sense <laughs> um it's as far as like the kind of major you know protagonists and stuff that show is a little on the weak side for me especially considering the scope of the genre um let's see uh there are certainly a lot of um hmm yeah, I think Princess Comet, again, is a pretty good one for, like, you know, the power of love and all of that. Yeah, I would also possibly suggest Lyrical Nanoha, but that also can be a little more intense than Madoka. It's, like, kind of similar. There are some of the same creators on it. That show is also a little more pervy, which is an issue considering that the main character is a child. But 
Um, another one that I haven't mentioned yet that I think is really solid, but is not a fighting series, is Ojemajo Doremi. That's a, you know, or, or Magical Doremi, if you want to watch the English version. That one is really, really solid, like about friendship and, and all of that. And it's more of a classic Magical Girl series, like a pre-fighting era Magical Girl series. I think I've seen some of the transformation sequences from that one. Mm. Um, and if it is the one I'm thinking of, they are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're super cute. Um, so there are transformation sequences, but it's it's very much a classic magical girl in that um, there's not really any fighting. The problems of the week are more like um, just uh, interpersonal problems. And, you know, you have a lot of side characters that you get to know um, and and all of that. And there's also like, yeah, just a lot of great characters. and interesting representation and so on so um it's a pretty good show i think there's uh hmm, there's only like one episode out of four seasons that is worth skipping and so that's pretty good for me Hmm. yeah pretty good hit rate then all right uh we have one last email here for this this edition of magical girl sommelier Hmm. Uh, dear magical girl sommelier I have watched the first two seasons of Pretty Cure and all of Magic Users Club, and have listened to people talk about the entirety of the 90 Sailor Moon show. But other than that, I have only watched thematically adjacent shows such as Samurai Flamenco, High School Heroes, and a few episodes of Kamen Rider Zero One. I like the dynamic action present in Futariwa and Max Heart, as well as the goofy slice of life that makes up the majority of MUC. But I am specifically looking for another season of Pretty Cure. I know that I should theoretically simply watch Splash Star, the next season of Pretty Cure, but I am worried the similarity of the designs is going to cause me to compare it directly to the previous seasons as opposed to seeing it on its own. Which season of this cartoon for children should I spend the next year or so of my life watching? It's from <laughs> co-host on the East Coast, She-They. Okay, so yeah, this is, you know, a uh- common problem i know this is a problem that um you two also have had for the podcast itself i know that people think looking at the grand scheme of all the characters in precure that splash star looks very similar to talking about precure and max heart but i promise you it is a completely different season it's also um Splashdown is my uh, okay. Just to clarify, I have watched at least part of every season. Most seasons I have completed. Splashdown is my second favorite season of all time, um, and I think it has even now some of the strongest uh, themes. And I think because it's like the first season that really has an actual f- full solid theme. Because like Cyber Precure, while it's amazing, it's the the theme is basically that there are two of them. So. Um, there's there's a lot more going not to say that it's like inferior because they're great seasons but um Splash Star really is very different even if the characters look similar they're really different characters um that being said if you want to skip ahead and look at um other series with a lot of comedy then uh, and like lots of friendship the most recent Tropical Rouge Precure is very good and also of course is very accessible because it is also on Crunchyroll um and let's see go princess precure is also a pretty good one um as far as like really looking at friendships and balancing out friendships fresh precure is a pretty good one and also has a lot of comedy um it definitely still has like one of some of the funniest episodes 
I think, of the whole series. Um, and uh, Smile Precure also is really good for that. Um, I think w- one of the things that, you know, Smile Precure and Tropical Rouge Precure have in common is they're both the seasons that came out right after, like, a disaster happened. Not to say that, like, we're finished with COVID because we're not, but, um, you know, the healing good was when COVID hit and then, like, they had to make a season after that. So there, it is really, really punching up the comedy more than uh, usual in those two seasons in particular. All right. It's good to know that I have an answer to this one because uh, that, that one was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Again, I really do think that it would not be a problem for Prepod to continue on to Splash Star. I promise you it would be fine, but I know that it's your podcast, so I can't make you do anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would be fine. I just, you know, it, it's going to, it's probably going to have the issue that like I had with uh, like the early episodes of uh, Max Hour, where I'm just going to be like, well, last season things went so much faster, et cetera, mm. et cetera. I think there's, well, as far as like the pacing, it really goes right into it and even the way that everything starts is completely different yeah it's yeah it's different it's pretty different hmm. all right uh that is unfortunately all of the emails that we have here mm-hmm. if you would like to participate in the future uh just go ahead and send your emails in anyways uh <laughs> just include uh you know things that you've watched already that what you like about you know or what the shows or stuff that you're looking for in a new show um the age demographic that you're you're looking for uh and then a, a sign off with your pronouns that should be everything we need i think and just include magical girl sommelier or um dear ayumi if you can't spell the word sommelier <laughs> yeah uh and then if we get enough of them i'll bug uh, i'll bug you to come back on the show and we'll i'll read you some more emails <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it is something that I do enjoy uh, doing because it's not even just for like people themselves, but like it happens a lot, especially as an adult where like I now know a lot of people who have kids and they're like, I want to get my kids into Japanese shows. What the heck do we watch? And that's, you know, it's always my time to shine. But yeah, <laughs> well, there's this dub on Netflix called Glitter Force and I genuinely do recommend Glitter Force to some people. I don't mind. I know that it's like a lot of people really hate on it, but it's, um, I think I'm sure it's 100% fine. It's totally serviceable. Like, I don't know. It's, it, 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 mm, it seems a little ridiculous for me. I guess this is just my like spicy hot take that like, you know, we grew up with really wild adaptations uh, and localizations of uh, kids shows. So really there, no one who uh, I don't know is okay with the way Pokemon changed all the names and stuff should be complaining about glitter force. So yeah, anyone who <laughs> yeah. watched the, the nineties Deke dub of sailor moon should be complaining about the Netflix dub of exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing that it causes problems with is like, there were countries, especially in Europe, where they were already doing Precure, and then uh, they had to stop doing Precure to do Glitter Force on Netflix, which is, mm. that that for me was, that's not great, because it's like, you know, Netflix is a global thing or whatever, but, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, you know, 
if you want more of this, send in the emails, and then if there's enough emails, we'll do it again. Uh, I, I, I enjoy, you know, listening to Yumi talk about magical girls. It's like it's like she has a whole podcast about it or something. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Uh, speaking of which, would you like to plug your things? Oh yes, of course. So. Yeah, if you want to continue to hear me talk about magical girls and sometimes magical boys and magical non-binary people every week, um, I have a podcast called Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu, and you can find that on like all the podcast places. Um, and you can find that also on Twitter and Instagram at Magical Girl Ayu. Ayu is spelled A Y U, and you can find me at Ayu She Knows. That's a-Y-U-S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S. Uh, let's see. You can hear me on Breathing Space Fading Frontier one of these days. I don't know when that episode is coming out, but I was on the episode that Charlie wrote for, so that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, if you want to know more about like the breakdown of Magical Girls, while I do have an episode about the history of Magical Girls, that is a two-parter because it took me four hours to explain it to my best friend um we also i did write an article of about the different subgenres that you can read that is a lot faster to consume <laughs> if you want to have a, a more of an idea of like the different types and stuff because like even for today's episode we didn't talk about like idol magical girls or phantom thief magical girls or really like about any tokusatsu magical girls which are also really good and i think more people should watch them <laughs> And um, let's see. Oh, uh, one more podcast. I just recently did an episode of the Bechdel cast, which I think was going to come out in May. So you should look out for that. That was really fun. Um, hmm, I think that's everything. I really should have like a, a real website or something for everyone to go look at. But in the meantime, you can find all my stuff over on my bio link over on any of the social medias you find me at, you can find that link there. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, people at home know where to find me. I'm on the show all the time. I'm not going to bug myself today. I don't feel like it. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's so much. I even made the work easier by making a website. I just don't want to do it. I've already had so many issues saying words today. I don't want to <laughs> mess it up by saying words fast. Mm. Uh, but you can find this show on Twitter at Prepod engage, which I assume you already know where to find it because you found it. You're here. <laughs> um, but in case not, and if you need to send, if, well, I didn't mention the email address when I said to send an emails. So you should do that over to uh, prettycurepodcast at gmail dot com. We have that email address. We got really lucky, I guess, when Charlie yeah. was making everything. It's pretty great. <laughs> the only one. It's the only one. That's not true. We learned that there are others, but we're the only one of note. Yeah, only active one, which is important, you know, to always mention. That's, <laughs> I, think. I, mean, I think that's also not true anymore, because I think there was a One Piece podcast that ran out of One Piece or something, and now they're doing... How do they run out of One Piece? There's like a, a thousand episodes. How did that happen? I don't know. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe it wasn't One Piece. Maybe it was one of the other shows that we uh -huh. didn't watch, but... It was for a different show. They either caught up or gave up on the other show and are watching Pretty Cure. So Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> We're no longer the only game in town, so now I'm worried about all of our listeners leaving us forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's true.
I think it'll be fine, though, because uh, this is the only one that has the both of you, so that's most true. of the time, anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of this episode. Um, I don't know what the sign-off for this would be, because normally we have sign-offs based on whatever show we're watching. There's not a show here. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I guess until next time, see you later. Bye! <laughs>